Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. And we're back once again, another live broadcast, doing the weekly broadcast. I had a cough button. <laughs> I'm working on a cough button. That's It's still not going to be nice technically. Uh, but uh, we are back live. And uh, again, it's it's March. We fucking made it unbelievable it's still it snowed today though anyway it, but we fucking made it close um march is here which is uh brings me to my next uh my next thing i am actually going uh going to not be broadcasting live sniff sniff boohoo uh next week we're gonna go um we're just gonna take a little bit of a break uh and I'm, I need a well-deserved um, day off. Um, usually I would, you know, when I was working, I did the live remote and we had all that. And I don't want to miss a show, but um, it's uh, I definitely need some time off. So uh, so if you're listening for the first time, thank you for listening to Radio Regardless. If you're listening through my website, markscalia.com, thank you. And feel free to click that listening box, that little speaker, if you will, and that will transport you through the miracle of the internet to a website known as Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com, where you can sign on using an email address, uh, whether it's your own or sign on through Facebook, and you can actually broadcast, uh, uh, you not broadcast, you can actually listen to us live as you could normally, but the benefit is you actually get to chat live um, and uh, more than that, I get to actually see who's physically on. So uh, if you're listening to my website, I have to wait until tomorrow to see who's there. So if you're, uh, if you're listening through Mixler, please type any comment that you will, and feel free to play some games with my two amazing guests uh, tonight, and we know how the games work out. Uh, the games will be fantastic, and our, our contestants will love to play the games as well. Um, so, and now it's about the time for the Happening Now monologue, which is the, the moment of the show, which usually is the weakest, where I get to ramble about nothing, just myself. And it's very interesting how this show um, actually evolved. Uh, my guest, I actually went to a comedy club last night, or uh, a room that does comedy, more appropriately, um, and there were a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of new comics there, and I don't... I mean, my fault is I work mostly on the weekends and I close the shows and I don't get to meet a lot of the new people So because I don't really go to the open mics or the showcases and things like that, which is, you know, kind of bad for me, but I'll, I do as much as I possibly can. Um, but I went to this show last night and I met and, and re-met and saw a lot of comics who I want I've never seen or I've never seen, I've seen them once or twice or, you know, they're just brand new to the business. And I felt so fucking old. <laughs> like, I felt ancient. I mean, I mean, I was doing, I've been doing comedy since 90. And it's like my, 
me to, for me to be on those stages last night to be with all those guys and and girls and new people doing stand up and there maybe you know anything from 6 months to you know 3 4 years 5 years maybe and just to you know it's it's to feel that all over again and i'm thinking in 20 years if they're still doing it will they have the same kind of memories i do and i don't want to be the old guy but it's you know i have a, quite a half my lifetime is spent in the business actually better than Better than half, yeah, almost half my lifetime. I've been doing stand up, um, and it's just it. And then to see these newer guys going up there and then trying all this new stuff, and and it's an open mic night, so it not like some of it worked, some of it didn't. I mean, I went up there and I shot myself in the foot too, so it's it's just all fun to do it. And and I've realized as a comic, I mean, and I do more than that. I do more than comedy. I mean, I do some acting work, and I MC, I teach, I direct, I make films, I do all kinds of stuff. And part of it's because I want to do it and I want to branch out. And part of it is I don't want to fucking compete anymore with these young people because some of them are really fucking funny. And I mean, you know, in five or 10 years, they may be gunning for my job and then I got to start killing motherfuckers again. And that ain't going to happen because I have a I barely have a basement and I'm not digging up another floor. I just am not. It's too much work. Um, But it's it's it made me feel very nostalgic last night uh to play that and because because i've felt a little nostalgic nostalgic i actually wanted to play something for you guys um this is a bit i had done this is uh i competed in the 1991 boston comedy riot when it was wbcn comedy riot and this is a bit that i still do to this very day had Italian parents growing up. That was fun. They used to be really bad. They used to discipline me. Now, Italian fathers always hit you with the back of, the back of his hand with the strap. And Italian mothers always hit you with wooden spoons. Got some veterans in the audience, too. <laughs> See, but my mother was involved with Tupperware. You know? Got to the point she'd go to Tupperware parties looking for stuff to beat me with. <laughs> That bit is almost verbatim now, and you can hear how young my I sound, I sound like I'm 12 years old. It's so bad. I was like so young and innocent, and and I had big eyes, and now I'm like these fucking kids today with their fucking dudes, fucking so. But it was felt very nostalgic, and because it was very nostalgic last night. Um, oh, and one more thing I want to say before I move on to that. Um, a special, um, a special uh, part of my monologue. I'm actually dedicating. Um, uh, a gentleman named Doug Mascot uh, of Marblehead died today, and he was actually a DJ for Salem State University. And several of my friends, uh, both professional and personal, uh, know of him. He actually he was on uh, Salem State University radio for a very long time. Um, he he actually died a few days short. He was going to be fifty in a few days. He would be on the radio. He'd play three hours of pure local music on WMWM. Um, and this gave regional artists a chance to play, uh, you know, get their chance for the things, uh, their their music to be listened to, uh, which, you know, it's tough. I mean, comics, it's tough for a comic to get seen and notarized and, and, you know, to get no- notoriety and stuff. So this guy would actually play anybody's music. Uh, he actually hosted um, a show called Tracks of the Town uh, every Sunday from 9 uh, to noon on Salem State. Uh, which is 91.7 FM. And coming up uh, this Sunday from 9 to noon, uh, March 9th, 2014, uh, there will be a tribute on Salem State Radio. 
Uh, so you want to tune in for that and listen to that. So my condolences for uh, both uh, his family and my friends, uh, my friends who were friends of his. So um, somebody's listening to radio up in heaven, as it were. So And uh, maybe one day somebody will do a tribute to me, <laughs> which is kind of morbid, I guess. Um, but yeah, back to the, the nostalgia part. So yeah, um, I was feeling very nostalgic, and there were a couple comics there. And both these comics I've actually worked with before, um, and I'm not going to tease them out too much, but uh, one one comic I actually worked with just re- as recently as New Year's Eve, and uh, the other comic I worked with, uh, I worked with them, I think probably about sometime in November, but I think I've only worked with them once or twice and uh, both amazingly funny. And they're the new comedy gunslingers. And uh, you'll get a chance to hear from Jesse Bickford and Kristen Seltman coming up. Uh, And they're going to play some games with us, ladies and gentlemen. And I know my listeners love the gamers. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to love us the gamers. Um, we're going to play Are You Threatening Me today uh, because both these comics have uh, – they don't have that killer instinct. They're not bitter yet. So I'm going to try to help them with that. They, they of course, don't like each other, which works out perfectly. It's great radio. Um, but we're going to play Are You Threatening Me? And then, of course, we're going to play Get Ready. Sounds like sax to me because we haven't played in like three weeks. Um and it's a special Sounds Like Sax. These are all songs built around the years these comics were born. <laughs> Which is like from 88 to like 92. Uh, actually, it's, well, one comic in particular. So, But I don't want to age and stuff like that. But ladies and gentlemen, um, we have got, I'm really, really, really looking forward to this show. Um, and even though uh, it seems like I don't seem prepared, I worked on this all day today. Well, most of it, you know, in between the the, uh, uh, the porn and the uh, Netflix. And, you know, if porn should just come on Netflix, it would be so much easier. It would just, Netflix would make even more money. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. You're listening to Radio Irregardless with me, Mark Scalia. At a wedding toast, he confessed to giving the bride chlamydia. People know him as that guy. He'll ask about your children at a urinal. He once approached an undercover officer for drugs in front of a police station. He is the most inappropriate man in the world. I don't often drink beer, but when I do, it's at an AA meeting. Stay thirsty, my friends. Hey, you, this is Steve Halligan, and you are listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia for some reason. I don't even know why. I am sitting in my car on a bridge contemplating if I should jump. I'm going to listen to the show, and if it keeps depressing me the way that it is, I'll jump. But you should enjoy yourself. You're back listening to Radio Regardless, and that was Steve Halligan. And uh, Steve has only been doing a, lo- a little while, but Steve is super bitter. I love him. He's so funny. 
And uh, there was more to that promo. I actually cut it down because he kept going on about killing himself and nobody reading about it and all this other stuff. So, But enough about the other comics who have been in this show. Let's talk about the comics who are on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please uh, give a round, a warm round of applause for our comedians and our guests, Jesse Bickford and Kristen Seltman. Yay! Everybody's clapping. It was just me because I'm the only one here. So, um, is, this, is this Kiss 108? Yes. No, it's not Kiss 108. Can I, I win the Miley Cyrus tickets? Kiss 108 has never been live. <laughs> Stop being live like like 15 years ago. Speaking of that, Jesse Bickford, introduce yourself to our wonderful listening audience. I'm Jesse Bickford. <laughs> yep. That was, that was fucking perfect, Jesse. There you go. No, <laughs> just like uh, Mark said, I'm Jesse Bickford. And uh, it's actually, you know, Mark, this is actually my first radio interview. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you are breaking my radio virginity right now. Oh. The high man. There we go. And on the other side, and on the other side of the, uh, we're not skyping tonight. We're actually, and I got to do a shout out to this. This is Xfinity Voice to go through my Samsung Galaxy. I wish I got fucking money for all the promotions I'm doing here. Um, <laughs> Xfinity Voice to go through my Galaxy Tab Three, and the other one, uh, the the other one, the other side of that phone line would be Kristen Seltman. Kristen, say hi to our listening audience. If you would, hi, listening audience. There you go. See, that's how it's done. It's perfect. Hi, One mom. Of, that the, was sexy. Is mom listening? No, she okay. doesn't. Okay. I, I was... <laughs> Nobody's listening. We got like four listeners. It's 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 not that not that. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even know how to work the internet. The work those internets. There's... <laughs> so you guys. Uh, I I've now Jesse, I'll start with Jesse because I always go on alphabetical order. Jesse, I think we worked I know we worked together on New Year's Eve, but had we had we worked together before that? Yeah, the uh at the gaslight at the How Men Think. Oh, that's right. Oh, and that show was like In Portsmouth, New Hampshire. That was like three months before that, wasn't it? Or two months? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was a good show that night. I mean, yeah. It was a fantastic show. We had a lot of fun. And um now, so this is how we're going to do so we get our listeners to actually get to know you a little bit, Jesse. Uh, Jesse, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, how long you've been doing this, where you're from, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Just a little, we'll, we'll kind of bounce it back and forth. So uh, how long you been at this comedy game, Jesse? It's kind of funny. Like, I actually started in high school, but, like, it was like, you know, just being stupid in the classroom. Then I actually, like... Job shadow. We did a job shadow in our high school, and we got to follow someone. And it's funny, you may know this person. You both do. Uh, he came to my school to do a um, stand up for the faculty. And when I was doing my job shadow, my teacher knew that I wanted to do this, and she says, "Oh, I got a perfect person for you to see if you can job shadow him. He was really nice." And so I called Jimmy Dunn, and so I was a little senior in high school, <laughs> and I went and job shadowed. <laughs> Jimmy Dunn at the Portland Comedy Connection. Wow. And so it was kind of, it was just kind of funny, like, like, who is this? And then it was kind of cool because uh, actually in college, my last couple of years of college, I went to the Comedy Connection and that was the first real place I did stand up for the competitions. And then, you know, the past couple of years been really like hitting it hard. And uh, I actually did a show with him this past summer. So it all came kind of full circle. So it was pretty cool. Very cool. I, I I love Jimmy, and I've known Jimmy for 
God, probably 18, 20 years anyway. And Jimmy, Jimmy was hysterically funny then, and he's gotten even funnier now. He's just, and he recently yeah. was on, uh, was it Letterman? Recently on Letterman, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was Letterman, yeah. Finally, so he's he's well. Finally, he's been on TV quite a few times. So, um, and so you've only so. Oh my God, you said you started in high school, shadowing Jimmy. Well, uh, yeah. So how long officially have you been at it? From first really, time like two, officially, like two years. You know, it's like you do that one show a year and be like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> and you would kind of just like just be like, oh well, my friends want to party tonight, so I don't want to go do a show. And then you know, you start getting in the real world and realizing it's actually a release. I mean, I don't know if you ever talked about this on your show. Like every comedian, you know, talks about like feels like a, it's a high. You know what I mean? So once you get like a laugh or you get that first show, you just want to. You just want to keep doing it until it really becomes an addiction, and I'm at that point. So. There, there was a uh, there was a good friend of mine who passed quite a few years ago, Dave Fitzgerald, Fitz, uh, Fitz, Fitzgerald, and he was coffee, very deep voice. His voice was like this all the time, and he would oh, be yes. like, and he would say, he would be like, "Yeah, look at you, look at you, kid. You're hooked. It's like heroin for you, isn't it?" <laughs> and he was probably into it a good 15 years when I started. Um, so yeah, it's it's a hugely addictive thing, and I mean, I do it because it's fun and I can make a living at it. But that I wish I still had that. Like I have the desire to do it, but I'm not that. You know, I hate to say it. I'm like I'm like Rocky from Rocky Three, <laughs> and every everybody else has got Eye of the Tiger, and I'm like, hey, look, I had some fights. I didn't care. So. But that's so you've only been doing a couple of years and you're young, man. You're like, what, 20 fucking eight, two, six, 14? What are you? 20, yeah, 20, 20, 26. Fucking Just turning 26 on Monday. God bless you. And see, see, I started at 21. So, man, you got so catch up, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and joining me on the other side uh, of this phone line is Kristen Seltman. Kristen. Now, uh, same Hi. same thing. Now you're you're fairly young in the business too, but you you've been doing it a l- just a little longer than our our good friend Jesse. Um, I mean, I don't know. I can't. I, I haven't been doing it since high school, but I graduated from high school a lot longer ago. I mean, I've been doing it for about four and a half years at this point, I guess. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shorted the mic for a second. I didn't. I clipped that out. You've been doing. I'm sorry. Four and a half years. Yeah, about four and a half years, I'd say. All right, cool. And and what got you started at doing it? What was that catalyst for you? Um, I mean, I always, like, I, I had, like, diaries when I was little, but I never wrote, like, who I had crushes on. I would write, like, weird things that were, like, really shitty jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's great. And, like, I never realized, like, that there was, like, a medium for it. I just thought I was, like, a weirdo. And I, uh, like, was looking for something to do, what, like one summer because my boyfriend at the time was like going abroad and I was like I'm not going to just sit home and like whatever so I uh, took a stand-up I took a class they had like a stand-up class uh, at Improv Boston and made some friends there we went out and started doing open mics and stuff and yeah that's basically it cool and what was your and do you still have that I have the tiger do you still think it's like that heroin feeling are you into that yeah, I mean it's one of those things where um like you'll have like a re- you'll have like 10 really shitty nights and be like this sucks. I'm horrible at this. I hate everything. And then you'll have like <laughs> one show that's good and that kind of keeps you going. 
Does that yep. make sense? That's how it kind of like I feel like it ebbs and flows, and yeah. uh, and and you're always kind of like chasing that like the good shows with the bad. See, when I started, I started, and they were literally you could get on stage, and I'm not exaggerating it, exaggerating at all. You could get on stage seven nights a week at at least two to two to four clubs a night, literally, and. I kind of I hung around with the same group of guys, so we all kind of bumped into each other. And I'm talking about guys like you know Joe Rogan would you know Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan now, but Joe Rogan was one of those guys that we kind of hung out with. Greg Fitzsimmons was one of those guys. He was on this. He was on the tier just ahead of me, um, but we were I mean we were like hanging and banging every night of the week, and it was like drinking and just torn it up and ripping it. Nobody cared, and and um. It was just it was just one of those things. So we got better faster, but what happened was we would play these shitty rooms. Like last night, we're at the Winter Circle last night, which can be said. Sometimes it's a good room, and sometimes it's a shitty room. That's kind of the way it is. There were rooms that would make the Winter Circle look like the Kowloon on a Saturday night or make it look like, you know, Giggles or Knicks or Laugh Boston at this point. So... But this, so we got like we had less shows that were that were good. So we had to set up for all these shitty shows. So we never got that heroin feeling. We just were like, oh, I want another one so I can see how bad it could get. Or so we were completely. We didn't have good shows a lot. We just had a, just had a ton of shitty ones that we had to barrel through. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of people that kind of bailed out of it because of they got one too many shows. Like I was going three, four months before I had a really bad show. And then when I did, I was like, I hate this. I want to stop. This is not fun anymore. <laughs> Cause I was young and, and I craved attention and I don't need it anymore. So that's why I have a radio show. Uh, <laughs> Cause I don't need the attention. <laughs> I get like five listeners, six, six listeners. Thank God. And probably more. Than What's the up? Six listeners. <laughs> <laughs> This is more than with that winter circle. Hey, hey that's, that's six potential Twitter followers right there. Yes. One's, and, one's my mom, Kristen, so. And, oh, man, I might break into double digits with my Twitter, finally. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's the other thing I wanted to bring up. I uh, When I had talked to you guys, and the listeners don't know this because we weren't broadcasting, but I had talked to uh, both Jesse and Kristen about websites because when I first started, the Internet was not as it is now. It's like you had an AOL account, and that was pretty much it. Um, but with Twiz, you know, with, but instantly be like, Hey, how can I find you? Oh, it's a uh, AOL slash my screen name slash blah, blah, blah. And then you needed a website. Everybody need a website. And both of you guys don't have websites at this time because your promotion is mostly through Facebook and Twitter currently, which I, I find yes. to be amazing. Cause I'm just starting to learn Twitter. I actually, I think I'm preferring Twitter over, uh, Facebook at this point. Um, only for the fact that Facebook is, it's about a lot of people just saying, hey, look what I ate for breakfast, as opposed to Twitter, where there's actually, if you're going to say something, it's kind of funny, or it's just quick little I think Twitter is the same thing, though. I don't know, it depends on your followers. There's so many young kids that are just like, oh my God, look at this, look at this, look at, look at breakfast, it's an omelet, look at that. <laughs> Well, that's on. Yeah, is it still on Facebook? Oh no, you can you can you can put photos on Twitter now, can't you? 
Yeah, you can. Yeah, and hashtag omelet, hashtag oh my god. Oh, it's fucking pound sign. We had this discussion like four shows back. It's fucking pound sign. It'll always be pound sign. It ain't fucking hashtag. So you and your fucking kids with your fucking hashtags, <laughs> you just fucking put it down. It's it's a fucking pound symbol. It's a pound sign. You know, I was talking on the on a, uh, hashtag on one of those automated systems. They, you know, for my college loans, and you had to dial in your social security number. They said, yeah, press the pound sign. Like, do you realize? They're going to have to change all those. It's going to be like, enter your number and then press the hashtag. No, because on phones, on phones, they still say pound sign. But when it comes to Twitter, it's called hashtag. It's the only, Twitter is the only thing that you need a hashtag for. Everything else, it's still called a pound sign. When you dial a phone or it, or they call it a number sign. But you guys are too young to remember that, right? You number sign? No, no, it's still number sign. I, I, I still see number sign. Oh, well, you probably, yeah. long math. Maybe I'm not that old. Is it pound? Too? It's it was either it was always pound pound sign yeah it was pound sign or number sign but not it was never pound symbol it was pound sign which is I don't know how they get pound out of that I really don't number I get because it looks like a tic tac toe board if you really look at it but enough about me and my old fucking genealogy that's fucking insane what am I talking I'm talking about you guys come on talking about you guys so the the point of the story was. You guys don't have websites per se, but you are located on Facebook. So um, when you guys, uh, if you listen, here, I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put both your names in my little uh, texting there. There, I'm going to post of it and it posting from my listeners. So if you guys want to see more about uh, my two my two guests, oh, wrong button, my two guests, you can certainly go them. Just search their names. It's uh, Jesse Bickford. Was it Facebook slash Jesse Bickford? Slash pound fuck hyphen hyphen Jesse Bickford hyphen comedian. What really? You know something? <laughs> yes, I hyphenated the name, Mark. I hyphenated the name. Okay, I yes. made a hyphen. We we are in 2014. I'm adding a hyphen. Yeah. yeah, you and you and divorced women always use hyphenated fucking names. There you go. Listen, honey, I drive a Subaru Forester, so you really? better back off. Hey, some of my listeners are gay, and I might be at this point. I don't care. So, <laughs> and the, and Kristen, you have and what's your uh, what's your uh, Facebook? Is it Facebook? Uh, slash? It's just dash K A Seltman. K A Seltman. There we go. Yeah, All I'm right. actually working on getting a web page though. It's going to be two girls, one cup. Um, I'm trying to get. To <laughs> I need another girl too. So. Really, Let's I see. I would use the cup, but I a friend of mine tried to show me that video, and I I couldn't make it. I have I have the worst. Gag reflex ever. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I could not, get, I could not get my it. My friend showed me that when I was working my front college desk. Like, in front, <laughs> like, his parents are coming and checking their kids in, and he's like, "Yo, dude, look at this." And I'm like, "What are you showing me right now?" That is the sickest thing the internet has ever produced, and I have no idea why. Like, there's a lot of sick stuff going on, on the internet, but that has got to be the sickest thing. Ever and the sicker the sickest thing is, it's 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 people watching the video that makes videos. <laughs> it's not even the video anymore. Well, I I really just thought it was a uh, a director's cut of an or- Orbitz commercial, you know, like a dirty <laughs> mouth get clean. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the wor- It would be the best Orbit commercial ever, or the worst <laughs> Orbit commercial ever. Could you imagine like them throwing up on each other and all of a sudden this British blongo comes in and Jesse Mouth get clean? <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be amazing. I'd be like, oh uh, 
It would be worse than the um, <laughs> what's the Mentos? You'd have to do a Mentos commercial with it, with because you're having a bad day and you need fresh breath. It's just the worst. We're uh, making this later, by the way. Wait, are you, we, you know we're something? making the uncut Orbis commercial. You know something? Two girls and one two girl, two girls one cup is actually kind of old. It's probably what close to six years old at this point. Which yeah, in, they uh, which an internet do a sequel, which which is I know, it in, would be two women in one cup. It would be two women, now. <laughs> but in, as far as internet years go, it's pro, it's been like fifteen years as far as the internet goes. So if you were to rehash that or rehash tag that up, it would be phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my sister can't take it. So here's what we're gonna do, um, ladies and gentlemen. We are gonna be going taking our uh, our second break, and when we come back, we're gonna be playing. Some games. You are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, Mark Scalia. From 1981 to 1992, saxophone usage and songs were 9 out of 10. However, since 1993, modern-day songs featuring saxophones have decreased 87%. Because of this, most of today's saxophones have been abandoned, and some, homeless. At the United Saxophone Usage of America, we provide songs for saxophones. We have made substantial progress, but we need your help. For just pennies a day, you can help these instruments desperately in need. Meet Kenny. He used to be a very popular sax and even made it into concert halls in multiple countries and in dozens of songs. Falling on tough times, he performs in adult films. Thanks to your contributions, he is playing in the rendition of Greece for the Robin Kowalski Middle School. Our mission at USUA is to get saxophone usage back to what it was over two decades ago. Please give to the United Saxophone Usage of America, because we can all use a little more sax. You're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, because obviously there's nothing else to do on the internet than this. I guess in and itself is an accomplishment. So congratulations, you've finally done something with your lives. And you're listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and I'm glad that you've done something with your lives. You have to. You got to get your lives in order, people, because spring is coming. No, it's no, it's not coming. I just, I lied to you. It's just not. So here we go. Let's do that. I wish I could have a, a show that was technically perfect, but it's never going to happen as long as my, I'm my own producer, I'm my own worst enemy. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, um, you are back listening to Radio Irregardless. And with me, once again, is my two amazing guests and hysterically funny comedians, uh, Jesse Bickford and Kristen Seltman. And am I pronouncing it right? Is it Seltman? Seltman? Yes. I'm, Seltman. I think I'm putting too much emphasis on the LT. I'm going Seltman. A lot of people put, a, put insert a Z in there and make me Jewish. Seltman. <laughs> it's, it's Seltman. It's just Seltman, yeah. It's it'll be like Seltzman. And they gotta go up. <laughs> You're like Seltzman. I'm like, it's, no, there's no Z. It's Kristen Seltzman. It's 
exactly. And did you know Jesse Bickford? Jesse Bickford? He's he's not Jewish at all. Jesse's not Jewish. Jesse, you're not Jewish, are you? Well, I'm. Oh, he's... Uncle Bickford is is completely Jewish. Is it? <laughs> no, it's... Oh, speaking of that, I you know what? I remember when I was a boy, and my parents came across. I remember. You were like Moisha. <laughs> this morning we had lockers. You know what I forgot to I forgot to play. I actually forgot to play the because uh, today I don't know if you guys know today's Ash Wednesday. Yes. And I totally forgot to play the promo. And for the love of God, I can't find where it is. I I'm looking and looking and look, and I just can't. I just it's nowhere to be found. I had it and now I don't. Oh, I know where I can do. Where is it? It's uh, here we go. Ash Wednesday is a special day of repentance observed by many Christians to mark the beginning of Lent, the 40-day period preceding Easter. You will need a religious service, a fast, and sacred music. Step one, attend Mass if you are practicing Roman Catholic. That's a good one. Step two, ponder your origins and destiny. Ponder. Step three. Fasting is a key element of the Lenten tradition. It is. Fasting might also be appropriate if you happen to overindulge on Mardi Gras, I did. the day that precedes Ash Wednesday. I did. Thank you. Step four. Listen to sacred music, like Gregorian chant. Re- that, that wasn't... That was never That was never the thing. I never had... That's not Gregorian. And just so you know, I'm not playing favors to just the Catholics. This is uh, my little tribute to uh, the Jews. A little thing about Judaism. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Don't try to teach a pig to sing. It doesn't work, and it annoys the pig. Dumb ideas come from people who have dumb brains. No doubt. Did you ever hear the expression, beauty fades, dumb is forever? Either you're playing dumb, or it's not an act. You see, they don't keep me here because I'm gorgeous and 5'10". I am a truth machine, sir. Liar, liar, pants on fire, don't be a liar. I eat them up for breakfast. You think you're smarter than I am? Huh? That's not a hard question. Not, no, no. Duh. You thought this was going to be easy? All right, just for you now, do you, don't, do you get the joke? Does anyone get the joke? Eh. <laughs> Those are Judy. You know the great thing about a radio interview? I've actually been grocery shopping. Like, this is the best thing ever. I should do more radio interviews. <laughs> no, it's it's Judaisms. <laughs> it's from Judge Judy. Judaism. It's Judy. <laughs> You know something? If I can't have fun on my own fucking show, I can't have fun. That you know something? Let's let's stop messing around and let's play. Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? Yes, we are. <laughs> we're threatening everybody today. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna play. Are you threatening me? Where I play a threat from a from a movie, um, and you have to guess the movie, not the character, not the actor, the movie it's from. And all these movies are within... Actually, one of these movies just celebrated its 20th 20th anniversary. Uh, And then the next movie is uh, a movie that was blah, blah, blah. So some of these... So even though our listeners are young, they're young in the business, but they've got some education, so they may figure it out. So because we started with with Jesse, we're going to start with Kristen. And I'm going to do, and of course, my everybody knows my um, game playing scoring is completely horrible, and my listeners uh, kill it most of the time. Um, so, and of course, and this, this is what we're going to play. So, Kristen, you're going to go first. I'm going to play the clip, and these clips are anywhere between 
uh, three and ten seconds. I'll play it once. You can. I'll ask you if you have an answer. If you don't, I'll play it again. And after that, you have three seconds to give me an answer about the movie. If you do not know, then the opponent, this would be Jesse in this case, has a chance to steal. But, yeah, he, what up? but he only can give one answer. Now, here's what it is. Because you're both on the same line. If any information is transferred, then the other one probably can take advantage of that. Something like, oh, oh, I know it's, I know it's Tom Hanks. I know it's Tom Hanks. It's Tom Hanks, and it's, and it's Tom. I don't know the movie. It's like the thing. He's in the thing, and then of course all that goes to the opponent's advantage. So, and then of course we are playing with a live, not a live studio audience, but a live audience that's listening from the comforts of their own home, and they are actually playing as win. So we have, uh, oh, we have my niece. We have, uh, we have Kim. We have my sister. We have my wife, and we have a friend I have not spoken to in so long. Anthony Villa is joining us, and then we have somebody else in there being anonymous, which is fine if you want to be anonymous, or you're listening through my, <laughs> my website. Stalker. So, But if you're listening through Mixler, you do have a chance to actually give the answer. So, all right. That being said, Kristen, do you understand the rules? Yes, sir. Jesse, do you understand the rules? Yes, sir. All right. So stop your shopping, and here we go. Kristen, your first clue is this one. Don't you ever try and fucking run on us. Because I got six little friends, and they can all run faster than you can. Do you know what movie that is? Uh, can I phone a friend? No. I will play, <laughs> I will play again. You can phone a friend. Well, we're on. We're calling. You're on the phone. Don't you ever try well, I mean, and fucking run on us. It's your show. Make it happen. I got no. six little friends. And they can all run faster than you can. All right. Kristen, any ideas? No. All of his friends can run faster than me. I have no idea. No, no, no. Nobody, nobody's, uh, your mom's going to help you. That Well, my niece says her mother's going to help her. So, Kristen, any answer? That's any... my friend I want to phone, your niece's mother. My niece's mother. Uh, she's not going to help you on this one. <laughs> oh. All right. So, any guess? Anything? I don't know. Sorry. N- nothing. Jesse, anything from you? Is that Mel Gibson? Uh, no, it's not Mel Gibson. But is you want to tell <laughs> the name of the movie is three seconds? That I don't know. I have no idea. That ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> the name. <laughs> that ain't right. I'll give you a hint. That was actually George Clooney. It was George Clooney. Is that Ocean's Eleven? No. No, he doesn't. Ocean's twelve. It's no, it's not even Ocean's thirteen. Thirteen. <laughs> no. It's fourteen. Fifteen. It's George. How many were there? All it's, of them. It's George Clooney. <laughs> In the movie From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, man. No quit- one saw that. Yeah. <laughs> who, uh, wah, wah. I feel like this should be like a family feud. Like, oh, Kristen. Really? Really? Like four of my, <laughs> yeah, four of my listeners said they saw it. And I, of course, it's Quentin Tarantino. So that is no points. So nobody scores. That ain't right. Quentin so nobody Tarantino. scores. All right. Jesse, this one's yours. I'm going to ask you one last guy. All right. Time. If you well, still respectfully refuse, I'm calling the bear, Jew. He's going to take that big bat of his, and he's going to beat your ass to death with it. Any guesses? Wait, keep playing again. Going again. I'm going to ask you one last goddamn time. If you still respectfully refuse, I'm calling the bear Jew over. 
He's going to take that big bat of his, and he's going to beat your ass to death with it. <laughs> Any ideas? Three seconds. I think that was, I feel like that was Mark Scalia. <laughs> that ain't right. No, that ain't right. Kristen, guess. Is it Matthew McConaughey? No, it is not Matthew. It's Brad Pitt. Okay, totally different. Um, <laughs> totally different uh, Anthony Villa got it right. He called it Inglorious Bastards is what it is. And I'll put, I was gonna say- I'm going to ask you one last goddamn time. If you still respectfully refuse, I'm calling I'm the bear Jew. He, he's going to take that, that big bat of his, gone. and he's, he's going to beat your ass to death with it. it. <laughs> now do you picture Oh, that? yeah. All right. <laughs> Since neither one of you got that, I doubt you'll get this one, but it is Christian's turn. Here we go. I will see to it you spend the next 10 years in prison getting ass fucked. And if the case is thrown out because my arrest was too violent, I will personally hire men to ass fuck you for the next 10 years. So if you're an ass fucking fan, you go ahead and mouth off. <laughs> I love wow. that clip. I love that clip. You want to hear it again? Um, yeah, I want to hear it again, please. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> I will see to it you spend the next 10 years in prison getting ass fucked. And if the case is thrown out because my arrest was too violent, I will personally hire men to ass fuck you for the next 10 years. I know this. So if you're I an ass fucking fan, you go ahead and mouth off. One. It's uh, Samuel L. Jackson from The Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, my God. When I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That is correct. You got it right. I would never figure that out. <laughs> Who can forget a quote like that? That is, I just, I love that quote. It's just hysterical. It's like he delivers it so on point. All right, Jesse, you're falling a little behind. Here is your clue. Listen to me, Anthony. I got your head in a fucking vice. I'm going to squash your fucking head like a grapefruit if you don't give me a name. <laughs> anyway. uh, I know that's Mr. Pesci. All right. I'll play it again for you. Listen to me, Anthony. I got your head in a fucking vice. I'm going to squash your fucking head like a grapefruit if you don't give me a name. Any ideas? How am I funny? Funny how, is that, uh, I know that's the wrong one, but is, is that Casino? Casino? When I'm right, I'm right. Yeah! When I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wow. wrong. Now, now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> All right. I, I just have to be behind. That's it. All right. All right, Kristen. Kristen. Oh, gosh. This one's yours. You hear me okay. talking, hillbilly boy? I ain't through with you oh. by damn sight. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. <laughs> Classic. Is that Pulp Fiction? Is it Pulp Fiction? I think it is. I bet you do all kinds of right. Yes, it is. She got it right now. Now we're burning it at both ends. Jesse falling behind once again, but here you go. Uh-huh. I will smash your face into a car windshield and then take your mother, Dorothy Mantooth, out for a nice seafood dinner and and never call her again. (laughs) Jesse, you want it again? Yeah, I do. I will smash your face into a car windshield and then take your mother, Dorothy Mantooth, out for a nice seafood dinner and never call her again. (laughs) Oh. I believe that's is that Rob Corddry saying that? I believe it's Rob Corddry. Three seconds. Two. Dorothy Man. Two. No. Uh, that ain't right. Oh, that ain't I right. I know it. What is it, Kristen? Anchorman. Come when on. I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been what wrong. What is it? It's Anchorman. Anchorman. 
<laughs> from Anchorman. That was Anchorman? That was Anchorman. Yeah, when they're like having the battle. Oh, uh, Dorothy Mantooth. Because yes. oh. he was with Channel 7. He's with the Channel 7 news team. <laughs> <laughs> and since she's had the steal, she goes again. Kristen, this is yours. I got the muscle to shove enough of this factory so far up your stupid wop ass that you'll shit snow for a year. Very obscure reference, but I get it. <laughs> I, will, mm. I will play it again. I got the muscle to shove enough of this factory so far up your stupid wop ass that you'll shit snow for a year. <laughs> Any guesses? Um, uh, is it from the RoboCop? What is it? No. Did you? What, no. What did you it. say? What did you? What did you say? I thought that was. Um, I thought it was RoboCop or something. I bet you do all kinds of right. She got it right. Right. Oh, it is. Could have been right. Are you serious? Could have been wrong. Yes, that's actually the actor who uh, plays Red uh, in that '70s show, and that's when he has the confrontation with the Italian mobster out of Detroit. And he goes, I got enough push to shove up the coke up your wop ass. And that's when that's when Robocop comes in and he goes, Come on, I got tickets to the game. Tigers are playing tonight. Never miss a game. <laughs> that's how we play the game. Now, I will just tell you this, Jesse. Kristen has four, and you have but the one. So you need to you, you need to start getting tracked. You <laughs> Here we go. Here's yours, Jesse. You'll find me with one more can cake and I'll snap off your cojones and boil them in motor oil. <laughs> I'll play it again. You'll find me with one more can cake and I'll snap off your cojones and boil them in motor oil. You bomb me with one more can, kid. I'll cut off your cojones and boil them in motor oil. I need I need a guess. I need to watch more movies. That's <laughs> what this is really getting at. Well, it's Joe Pesci again. I'll help you with that. Three seconds. Motor oil. Is that my cousin Vinny? <sighs> that ain't right. No. Kristen, chance to steal. I don't know. Really? Good fellas. <laughs> no, that it's not right. good fellas, is it? It's not good fellas. That is from Home Alone. Yes, from Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, him and uh, what's his name were uh, the 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 wet bandits or the wet <laughs> the wet band the sticky bandits. Yeah, no, they kept they left the water running in like four homes, so that's it. So that was uh, that was Jesse's, and now we're back to Kristen. So Jesse, you really needed that one. So hopefully Kristen will not get this one. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burnt to the ground. I want to go to the middle of the night. I want to piss on his ass. <laughs> that was uh, that was the uh, the eulogy I gave at my uh, dad's funeral. No, <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> I'll play it again for you. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burnt to the ground. I want to go to the middle of the night. I want to piss on his ass. <laughs> All right, it's uh, Robert De Niro. It is Bobby. Yeah. <clears throat> And um, I think it's when he's being Al, Cap- Al Capone, right? Oh, I don't you, know the name of the you're movie getting close. Though. I need a guess. Two seconds. One. Zero. Oh, Jesse. <laughs> you're 
You, you could still taxi, guess. What? Taxi man. Ta- taxi man. You mean, <laughs> you, mean, you mean taxi driver? Yeah, that one. That ain't right. No. <laughs> Chris, I'm just throwing out guesses now. Kristen, you were all over it. Yes, it's when he played Al Capone, and it's Robbie De Niro, and it was The Untouchables. The Untouchables. I can't remember the name of the stupid movie. Yes, and The Untouchables was a show that I used to watch with my dad when I was a kid, Robert Stack, who you might know as uh, who did Unsolved Mysteries, where there was this very Steve Cowett did this very very okay. very funny soundbite of Eagles. If you or anyone you know have the whereabouts or location of Mark Scalia, please call her eight hundred nine. He like he did the best Bob Stack. Whatever. So that's no points for anybody. That ain't right. So, and here's the last one. So this one's Jesse. Jesse, make it happen. Tell me where John is and I'll finish you quick. I promise you won't have to find out what your left ball tastes like. <laughs> I'll play it again. It's a very obscure I'm reference. just going to say I'm... <laughs> <laughs> you want it again? Yeah, I want it again, baby. Okay, here we go. Tell me where John is, and I'll finish you quick. I promise you won't have to find out what your left ball tastes like. Ah, obscure reference. There we go. I'll help you out. That was Chris Uh, Chris Christopherson in the movie. You probably know him better. Chris Christopherson. Yes. You probably know him in A Star is Born. (laughs) No, you'll never get that reference. Uh, You probably know A Star is Born with Barbara Streisand. Nope. Uh, Probably in the movie Blade. I know Barbara Streisand. He was the old guy in Blade. Nothing. Oh man, you know, I actually have no idea. Again, Kristen. I don't know either. The movie's called Payback, and Kim Santo got it. She's burying it at home, so I'll give this to uh, to Kim. When I'm right, I'm right, and when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. <laughs> and nobody scored any points. So, at the halfway point of the game, uh, it is Kristen has four. Jesse. One doesn't look good, Jess. Yay. Doesn't look good. So, but <laughs> but I'm it, looking to just have a comeback. I'm just looking to do that comeback. But you know something, you got a chance to come back because it was uh, Kristen. Here's what we're gonna do. Now we're gonna play. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We are gonna play. Uh, do I want to play this? I'll play this one. We are actually gonna play. Sounds like sax to me with the new intro music, which is a little bit of trivia. What does this music remind you of? Or where was it featured? And what TV show was this song featured? Come on. It's Yakety Sax. Nobody? Yakety Sax. You're on, I'm on a delay, Mark. Okay. You're on oh now oh now we're on a delay. It's Yakety Sax. We're on a delay. I that was Yakety Sax. Yeah, and what TV show was it featured in? Benny Hill. Benny Hill. He got it right. Look at that. We're going to see. Look at that. See, we're just warming him up. That's how you play. Now, the way we play Sounds Like Sax to Me is I play you a uh, a song. A song that sounds something like this. <clears throat> because saxophone solos need to be more featured. And all these songs feature a saxophone solo. And I play you the song. And you have to guess and tell me not only the song, but the artist as well. So it gets a little tricky. So, let's see. Oh, and these songs are featured. These are from, like I said, like 84, 85 
to two thousand to probably nineteen ninety, and these are all this is my this this was my high school. All these songs were my high school songs. So you want to feel old? We're gonna play this. So Jesse, I believe it's your turn, is it not? Yep, it is. All right, Jesse. So Jesse's turn. Here we go. Even if it wasn't, I should get the pity start. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Kristen, you want to have him start? Yeah. All right, Chris. Okay, <laughs> it's the pity. It's the pity shot first. So in the same same way, we're gonna play. We're gonna play the song, and then what? I'll I'll play it, and I'll ask you. And if you know it, you do. And if you don't, I'll play it again. Uh, these clips go from to 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 from fourteen seconds all the way up to twenty seven seconds. So there, we may not have to play them twice, but we'll see what happens. And Jesse, the first sounds like sax to me. Song goes to you. I love that song. Any guesses? Remember, yeah, art- can you play that one again, Mark? I'm just going to have you play each one again. Okay, no, I will. It's and remember, it's artist and song. Any guesses? I know I'm going to shock you here. But I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, chance to steal. I yeah, I I, I don't know. Really? It's I don't know Get into my car. This is Billy Ocean. You say it like I've known it for 30 years, and you guys are like, what is it? Wait, what song is this? It's Billy Ocean, Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car, from the movie Licensed to Drive with the Corys, and and a very young, um, what's her name? She was in uh, Boogie Nights, and she was in Lost in Space, and uh, she played Roller Girl in Boogie Nights, and what's her name? One of my listeners, help me out. Oh, what's her name? Yeah, she was the, uh, and she dated, what's his name, for a while. <laughs> so I give the worst references to worst references ever. Um, hold on a second, I know this. Was it Heather? No. Heather Graham. Heather Graham. It I, was did, I was right. Heather Graham. You know this game sacks, man. They, <laughs> it was Heather Graham, but unfortunately, nobody got it. So Okay, moving on. So we're going to just move on right away. Wait, so, is Heather Graham the one that was in The Hangover, the, the stripper? With the baby? Uh, yeah. I Maybe. I think so. I think I she... Think so. You know, I'd give you half She's a point. She's pretty hot. She's pretty hot. I'm not yeah. going to lie. You know, she was very hot. She was actually like 17 years old when License to Drive come out. She's literally... And she, her name was Mercedes, which is another 80s song, Do You Want to Ride in My Mercedes, which was by Pebbles. And, of course, I have the ultimate frame of reference because I was living that life. So, no points scored. We're going to move on. This one's Kristen. You actually might get this one, because I, I didn't know this one. This is more of a recent recent thing.
Any guesses? Um, I have no idea. I need words. I don't know. I, but, <laughs> but it's a saxophone solo. That's the purpose of the game. All right, while it's playing, Jesse, any ideas? It's actually meshing really well with the grocery store music right now. (laughs) Hold on. Christian, before. Are you at Stop and Shop? All right. Does it? Neither one know. Neither one know. I found the shaved turkey. Okay. Hold on. The shaved turkey. Yeah. You want the shaved (laughs) That was the Um, that was the Dave Matthews band. You might die trying. Yeah, Yeah, that one. That one really is. There's been a couple of of finger snappers for me. Finger finger snappers. Oh, fucking. It's catchy. It's catchy. It's catchy. Uh, so you know something? You might know this one though, Jesse. This one, this one probably come out the uh, the day you were actually born. Here you go. If it's careless whisper, I'm all over it. It's a very long solo. You know, Thank so, you. Can I get a uh, can I get a pound of cheddar? Yeah. Pound of ch- <laughs> Kristen, any oh, ideas? Um, I no, I'd like a pound of cheddar too, though. You know, <laughs> well, this is a. So you, these, you want me to order you? A, these, can I get two pounds of cheddar? Yeah, and Chris, get, are you go uh, this weekend. I'll get you. I'll get you at you. Give me a large pepperoni. Get extra, like sharp cheddar. Yeah, sharp cheddar. That was madness. It must be love. It's a very old song. Get to the chorus. Here we go. Love, love. See, if there were words, he would have had a shot. Well, that's the point. <laughs> it's that's why it's a saxophone solo. I know, but I need the chorus as well with the name of the oh, song. See, yeah, but then you would know the name of the song. Then, <laughs> then it wouldn't be sounds like sax. It would be like, give me the name of the song. That would be the name of the game. <laughs> All right. All right. Who is? Is Cabot good? Yes. It, yeah, bo- boar's head. Boar's head. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. You know something? Since uh, since we're wasting time and, and Jesse's food order is getting <laughs> getting mixed up. No, no, no. This is... <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That was... That was a... I'm done at the deli counter now. Okay, good. So here's what we're going to do. For the next uh, six songs, we're going to do speed round. We're going to play the song twice. And then we're going to have whoever wants to go for it, go for it. Because let's see what happens. Here we go. You'll never get it. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) I'll help you out. It's Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Yep, but the the name of the song. I'll tell you what, just do the name of the song from this point forward. Phil Collins. I feel like I'm on Celebrity Jeopardy. No. Just write a number. Just say a <laughs> just, number. Just Anything. something a dog just might say. Just a just a number. <laughs> that was any, number. Sack sounds. Any any guesses? Nothing. Four. Four. It's Phil Collins. 
All of my life. No. All of my life. Remember? No, not against all odds. There you go. All of my life. It's a very old song. Here we go. Get this one. You got. I'm not. I'm not even going to help you with this one. If you know it, just yell it. I do. I know this song. I don't know what it's called, but I do know this song. <laughs> Take a shot at it. Just guess the group. <laughs> I don't get, know. It's getting sad at I, the I, end. <laughs> what is it? I said it's getting sad at the end. <laughs> I wasn't speaking about the game. I'm speaking about my life. So <laughs> <laughs> starts crying. It's like, it's just the game. Come on, anybody? My listener. Actually, yeah. Come on. I can do some root. The games, it's names a bunch of islands. Aruba. Bermuda, yeah, there you go. Ooh, I wanna t- uh, Keep saying it. <laughs> what is it? I think, Beach Boys. I think Joe. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I'm going to give it to you, Jesse, because you squeaked it out there. It is Kokomo no, by the. I sang the whole song, and then he named it, and then he said, No, I'm sorry. I'm contesting this. No, I totally got that one. <laughs> Write it in triple get, and I will make sure that it gets thrown away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. This one is one of my favorite songs, and it's really obscure, but the group came back recently. So uh, here we go. Oh, Brass Monkey by the Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> he got it. You know this game sacks, man. Jesse's catching up now. Brass monkey. That's right. Yeah, don't embarrass yourself at Stop and Shop when you're buying the, the frozen food. People, you can't oh, act people like, are looking at me really strange right now. Don't act like that at Stop and Shop. It's bad. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This one was one of my favorite songs for a long time. Oh, nobody's gonna get it. I don't see. Oh if, man, do that one again. I'm gonna see if my listeners can get it because I loved it. Kim Santo got it. <laughs> Any ideas? My listeners got it. Is it "I Hate Saxophone" by mm. This Game Is Killing Me? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but no, it's Lisa Lisa in the cult jam Lost Lost in Emotion. And she goes, ready? That's like the that's like the best part of the song anyway. It's terrible. Yeah, that song came out in 80... I'm having horrible visions of young Mark right now in his oh. room dancing. Well, you know something? Tomorrow, tomorrow is throw... Like his whitey tighties holding like a, a brush. Tomorrow, 
Tomorrow is a throwback Thursday, so I'll be sure to put up a shot with my mullet back from 88. So, <laughs> Oh, please do. I will. Here you I go. I was trying to grow one of those. Uh, speaking of the Corys, these two Corys was, was in this next, um, this next film that this song featured. Corey Feldman. Corey Haim and Corey Feldman were both in this movie. It's a very long solo. <laughs> All you got to do is name the, the name. The, I'll tell you, I'll give it. I'll give you the artist and I'll give you the movie. It is Tim Capallo. And it was from the Lost Boys soundtrack. Oh, my God. I have to tell you, I knew it was from the Lost Boys because... <laughs> Uh, oh, so suddenly the triplicate letters. Oh, suddenly you stopped filing your triplicate letters, and now you're back on board, right? Is that, <laughs> but you won't guess the name of the song, though. I have no idea the song. I just knew the movie with the two Corys. In well, it. you know something. <laughs> you know something. I'm gonna. I may. I may give that to you. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. There's no need to give her that one. I'll tell you what. If you can oh, name, if you can name the song me. while it's playing. <laughs> If you can name the song while it was playing, I would have given it to you. Kristen? Well, I have my limitations. <laughs> it's called I Still Believe. He actually oh, said Oh, man. I actually, do know that song. actually said it. This is uh, another one of my favorite songs uh, when I was a kid. I, had, I bought all this artist's 12-inch singles. Whoa, whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so s- sit the fuck down because it's going to happen. Get ready sit to sit down on the twelve inch. No, sit sit down in the frozen food section. <laughs> Here we go. No, not sit down the twelve inch. My niece is listening. You freak. What's wrong with you? <laughs> he All right. Be, um, disqualified. Okay. Well, he's close to it. He's only got he got one less point than you do, so he's still doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you right. I'm already disqualifying myself. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Get back. Get ready to relax with twenty seven seconds of one of my favorite saxophone solos. There's your talking, Kristen. Is that Paperboy from Nintendo? No. (laughs) It's a girl singing. It is a girl singing. (laughs) And she was, uh, when I found out she was in Playboy, I freaked out and I, I... Bought the I bought the because she was had the biggest crush on her when I was seventeen. Madonna. No, I didn't have anything to do with Madonna. Come on, Debbie Gibson. It was Debbie Gibson, and the song was. Uh, was it Debbie Gibson's song? Girls just want to have fun. I don't know. No, no, that's Cindy Lauper. You know something? You don't get a Same point. Thing. No points for you. No points. <laughs> uh, 
And the joke was, we would say, "It's only in my jeans." That was the that was the parody song we would always sing about Debbie Gibson. <laughs> so hey, can I ask you another question? Do you trust store brand yogurt? <laughs> sure, if it's Trabani. I'm in the yogurt. I'm in the dairy section right now, and I just don't know. Like it's cheaper, but I just don't know if I trust store brand yogurt. Okay, so open it up. Does it look like yogurt, or does it look like cottage cheese? It's how else? Wait a minute! I just want to hold on. How else would you buy yogurt if not in the store? <laughs> no store brand, you know, like like Stop oh, and Shop's oh, brand. No, you trust no. their type of dairy. No, no, don't buy. No, yeah. no, buy buy a brand name like a Dannon or actually Greek yogurt yeah, like, or something like that. You know something? You're yeah, like, you're like fucking fifteen years old. Just eat it. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Dan. Okay, I just want to make sure because I just don't <laughs> trust store brand yogurt. So okay, I'm going with a Dannon. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, thank you. This is goddamn ridiculous. It, <laughs> you were like 12 years old. Just eat what the fuck you want. Worry about it when you're my age or 30 or whatever. Here's the last song so we can put this to bed. Come on, baby. Oh, I know my listeners are going to kill this one. Come on. <laughs> this song was this song come out in 90. Come on. Come on, it's LL Cool J. Come on. Okay. Yeah. And he was Oh, I don't think so. No, no, nobody wins this. I don't think so. Nobody's winning this game. So here's what I'm going to do. Ladies and gentlemen, since uh, I, I'm I'm exhausted because I didn't eat any yogurt. No, nothing was offered. <laughs> this is the worst ever. No, nothing was offered to me as far as the uh, the, 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 um, the the grocery list. Like, I, Kristen was you know, offered to Mark, cheese. I'm actually sad that I let you down so much on this. Oh no! Oh no! Let me let me tabulate tabulate the scores, and then we'll figure that out. We'll then figure out how bad somebody's disappointed somebody. Oh, <laughs> Let's see who is. So here's what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host Mark Scalia. I'm going to tabulate the scores, and we're going to see who actually won the game. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. Hi there, this is Cheryl Fay, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with my friend, Mark Scalia. So you all know what I'm talking about. Something that's not deceiving is New England ice cream shops. They always give you a ton of freaking ice cream. Right? It's insane. They always give you, like when you ask for the size of a kitty, you don't realize you're the size of an actual child. I also realize as I get older, I'm getting less cool. I didn't start off very cool, so it's kind of a problem. I realized this last weekend when I was at 7-Eleven at 3 a.m. buying Tums. 
everyone else there was buying condoms. Or they were like coming home drunk and buying those hot dogs, which I'd already had for dinner. That's why I needed the Tums. And we're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And I've tabulate the uh, scores. And in case you were listening, which hopefully you are, um, that was a uh, couple little clips from Jesse Bickford, one of my guests, and Kristen, Kristen Seltman, the other guest. And Jesse was talking about um, the sizes of ice cream cones, how the kitty cone is always ginormous. And uh, Kristen was talking about her wonderful, exciting life at the 7-Eleven buying Tums. So... <laughs> And and I've tabulated the scores, and uh, believe it or not, it was very close. And by close, I mean not at all. Uh, and with an overwhelming, with a score of, um, I'm going to give it 5,000. With 5,000 to, uh, let's say, um, uh, to 1.2, uh, uh, Kristen Seltman is our winner tonight with the games yes and i i will however let jesse win if he has a coupon for yogurt in his uh never mind he's fuck it he's lost and he said so it's gonna work out so so before we go before um bragging rights uh to tell Well, it wasn't my choice, really. I just, you know, I just say you won. You beat him. I mean, you know, then again, yeah, but then again, I mean, you're beating a guy who's shopping. <laughs> it's not even playing. It's just, his. Uh, really? Really? You know, it's, you got, if you guys ever, if you guys, I want you guys, I want you guys to go to Facebook and uh, look up these two wonderful comics, both Jesse Bickford and Kristen Seltman. And I want you to actually see them. And I want you to more than just see them, uh, become friends of theirs on Facebook and follow them on Twitter. And more importantly than both of those things, go see them play live because they're both extremely funny. And uh, given the contact, uh, the con, the content of this particular show, they need love and attention. So please go out and see them, because Jesse is just—he's trying to debate to get store yogurt or not. And Kristen is just—you know, she's she's not even happy about beating a guy. It's—I don't—I don't—I I don't. That, it's, it's, I mean, you know, it's it's just it's it's a thing. It's a thing. But before I let you guys go, before we wrap up this uh, this show, which I'm actually having a ton of fun. And, you know, I was dancing around a little bit in my chair and I'm wearing pants, by the way, Jesse. So I wasn't. But I was like I was jamming the whole time, especially the Debbie Gibson songs. No, I would never lie to you. Um, this is this is radio. I don't lie to people at all. Uh <laughs> So, but before we go, uh, I did promote your websites and your, well, your websites, your Twitter and your Facebook and stuff like that, but definitely follow these guys. Uh, they're very funny. And uh, within probably three or four years, uh, they're going to be gunning for my job. So I have to get funnier faster. Um, either that or I have to start assassinating people, one of the two. But before I let you guys go, a um, couple things. Um, I love to play the best gig, worst gig story. And it's always interesting, um, given the uh, given the experience of the comics myself and the comics that I have on all the time, um, it's always interesting to find out uh, the best gig and the worst gig. So um, since Kristen won, Kristen, you will give us your best gig story, 
and then Jesse will give his best, and then Kristen, you will give the worst, and then Jesse will give the worst. So, uh, Kristen, start with you. Um, I can't really think offhand of like a really, really good show, but just like uh, any time that, like when I when I first started, I would have like friends come and see me because I had to because that was how I got stage time was by bringing people to shows, and. Uh, after the show, they would be like, oh, wow, you were actually funny. Like, we didn't think you would be. So those, are, those are, like, the best shows. You know what I mean? Like, those, and I was always like, that That was good. So it's so, not one show. That happened a bunch of times, like, a few times. So that, yeah. And Jesse, best gig so far? Or a best gig? Uh, so, that's so funny, Chris, when you say that. It's like, you, I've had so many people. I didn't realize that you were funny. I'm like, well, I don't know how to take that. Sometimes it's good to hold thoughts in your head. <laughs> <laughs> best but, best gig. No, I gotta go with I can't think of one off the top of my head because I mean, I had a lot of really cool gigs. I mean, in like, I mean, there's been a lot of great gigs, just making everyone laugh, and it's just like I can't pinpoint one. And it's like the people that you meet at these shows, the comedians that you meet. Like, it, I mean, it's coming up that I did have one really bad one, but other than that, like, it's just been. I mean, they're all awesome. Good. I'm glad. Okay. So then, we'll... especially, especially like getting at this point, you know. So, so because you've only had good gigs, which good gigs are great, uh, good stories, but bad gigs are better stories. So, Kristen, they stick out. Worst gig so far, or one worst gig, or any worst gig. A recent thing. It wasn't so much a, a, the worst gig, but I had this really recently. It was the worst intro, which kind of made it a bad gig. So I was doing the show and the comic host, I hadn't worked with him before. Uh, and he had asked, you know, how would you like me to intro you? And I was just like, Oh, you know, you can just say like women in comedy festival. Cause that's something I have coming up in a, in a couple months. Um, and again, never met him before. Like didn't like, wasn't even like we were Facebook friends. I heard of him, like no idea who he was. He introduces me and he says, this next comic, um, you may have seen around Boston or the South Shore, and not in comedy clubs, but having sex. That was the intro <laughs> what? that he gave to me, which what? isn't true. I'm not that kind of person at all. And also, he didn't know me, and it was like just really weird because I had to try and win the audience back from thinking I was some kind of like hooker. <laughs> what club was this? Uh, it was at like a room, um, like in Quincy. It was like a random, like it wasn't a club. It was a like a room that this booker put a show on in. I'm sorry I was hosting that night. <laughs> yeah, Jesse, that was so messed up. <laughs> yeah, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he said that you might have seen her around town because she's been having sex. Yeah, like you might have seen her around, but not doing comedy, but having sex. Because I have sex in public places, totes. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so who is the comic? Um, I don't even know. Well, no, he's not. His name is John Pierce. No, I don't know. I don't know him yeah, at all. Yeah, he's like old. Like what? he's older than you. Like, oh, fuck. Fuck you. Are you serious? Are you fucking serious? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but he, he was like legitimately old. He's legit. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know John Pierce. Is he? I mean, is he, he probably hasn't been doing it that long, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Like, and then he like uh, he friended me on Facebook, and he wrote like, "It was great working with you last weekend. Hope to see you soon." And I was like, "Yeah, as long as you don't call me a hooker ever again." What and he dish. liked it. Like, he didn't even get that I was mad. He liked the comment. Like, ah, oh, we're friends. We joke about it. what a slept Christian is. No, you don't know me. <laughs> what a what a 
douche. <laughs> yeah, it was really off. It was awkward because it was just like that's not my character at all. You know what I mean? So it's really it was really weird. It's like a weird vibe. No, and I mean, and when we worked together, even when you did you did like one remotely close to sex joke and you had like literally almost all these disclaimers and these, these things on it where it, like you set it up really nice, but it's not you. So I completely understand. Man, what a D bag. Jesse, yeah. worst gig story. You, you know, he's I, a I'm nine, sorry, he's you're a nine items or less. Right now, yeah, you're nine, nine like items or less. Up because after Kristen said she has sex in public, that's the only thing I've been thinking about. <laughs> Are you a Facebook friend? <laughs> since no one's over in this aisle, I'm just trying to hide out since I got a, an erection right now. But um, Go to the frozen food. It'll go away. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not for I'm you. You're like six. It doesn't go away for a little while. No, get some bagels, frozen bagels, and put around there. <laughs> what you should do is you should get some store brand yogurt. <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 no! That's gross. Moving on, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, I, I'll take the Dannon. I don't. Try, I might get something from store brand yogurt. Yeah, you may get. Get ready for it. A yeast infection. <laughs> infection. <laughs> I why would why am I the only one who said it? Why did my listeners not say it? I got like nine listeners listening who can type in, and they nobody said it. Anyway, worst gig story. Okay, I would man, yeah, these stick out easier more than the you know because like I said, when you say good gigs, like they don't stick. It's the bad stuff that sticks out. You know, you don't mean it to. Like you know, like I just headlined my high school. Like I have it some college. Like, I, like I'm really excited for those and some past ones. But the one that really sticks out is there was this one that when I was first getting back into it and like, in, like first getting into it from like when I said, I've really been like trying hard for the past couple of years since my high school days and college days and everything. So I first came on stage and I already had some material that I knew had worked from the past. And I, didn't know open mics were kind of hashing stuff out. So I would write a new skit every single time <laughs> instead of like kind of honing in and like polishing some stuff. And so right when I get on stage and you know, you only have five minutes and right when I get on stage, I had this kid, I was wearing a shirt that said party animals on it. <laughs> and this, and it has like a panda with like sunglasses and stuff. And I had this kid stand up with the same shirt and go, Hey man, I have the same shirt as you. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like, I'm not an angry person. And like, that's my stage persona. I'm not angry. I'm really happy and energetic. If anyone sees me and checks out the stuff online. And the first thing that came to my mind was just, Fuck you. I only have five minutes. Sit down and shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, because you, when you're first becoming a comedian, you know that, like, after you've seen, like, you have your favorite comedians. And, you know, I had seen certain comedians like Zach Galifianakis and stuff yell at people and say, fuck you, and everyone laughed. But that's not my persona that I've learned. I'm a happy guy. So whenever I do that, <laughs> the crowd, it instantly became like, everyone got really intimidated. Everyone was like, whoa, this guy's serious. Like, this guy's real. Like, <laughs> Shit just and, got uh, real. 
<laughs> it was just, it was realized it was a great thing because I realized, you know, that's, that's not my persona. That's, I can't, I can't do that. I got to joke around with him, have fun. <laughs> I'm still trying to picture the guy wearing a party animal shirt. Cause that's a, like a shirt. From the, <laughs> that's a shirt from the early 90s. And everyone's probably like, Whoa, I thought this guy was a party animal, but he's really serious. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I love the best gig works give story. Um, if you uh, if you are currently listening, uh, which again you have to be, otherwise I wouldn't be able to tell you. Uh, thank you to my amazing guests uh, Jesse Bickford and Kristen Seltman, uh, who have joined me tonight uh, tonight on the show. And I'm going to stop that because I know I'm going to talk over it. Um, please visit their websites via Facebook and Twitter. Follow them. Come to their shows. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show or do a promotion, uh, please email me at radioirregardless at gmail.com or call the hotline 978-219-9294. We'll see you in two weeks. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoy. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2014. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden shall be sent to a work camp.